0: It's another week, and that means it's another edition of the Jamie J Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so excited for today's show because it builds on a show that we put out a couple weeks ago. We talked about the question of, do you have what it takes to be successful in business? This is such a big topic that we knew we had to add on to it. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about facing adversity. We're going to talk about even more certainty and, once again, diving deep into customer service. It's all in this edition of the Jamie J Podcast.
1: I'm a man.
0: we've got a ton of stuff to cover here, but I, I want to jump into something here because something's happened for me today. Someone has come along that adversary, that worthy opponent and has put something in place that could potentially harm you, stop you from reaching your full potential or really, you know, hold you back. What do you do? Do you cower back? Do you simply take it and say, well, that's the way it is. And I guess I just have to deal with it. Or do you step the fuck up and do something about it? Myself today, you know, I, I looked at something and something has happened for myself, for my business here. That's really helping me step up. It's challenging me in a really great way. Now, here's the thing. At first, right, I went into that place of scarcity, right, not a business mindset. Oh, my God, what's this mean? What's this going to do? What's this going to cost my business? I actually went there for a little bit. And I'm like, stop. You've got way better skills than that. I asked a better question. I changed the frame surrounding it. It's like, how can we really get to the bottom of this? And how can we come up with the opportunity out of this moment? Please everyone hear that. If you're in business, if you're taking notes, if you're watching this live right now, let us give you a massive piece of gold right here. When you ask the appropriate questions, Mick and I, we love questions, right? How can I afford this? That's one from Mick right there. But When you add to your repertoire, you know what's the opportunity here right now? When you start turning on that focus towards opportunities, man, everything's gonna change. It did for me today. Right? What did I have to do? I did something that I hardly ever do. I actually canceled client sessions today to go and deal with it. Now, any of you, my clients, any of you watching, you know I never, ever, ever, I don't cancel client sessions. Today I did, though, because this is something that had to be dealt with, and it had to be dealt with swiftly and promptly. Now, what's really great is I went into it with that mindset of opportunity, not that, oh, my God, I'm just going to shrink back and, oh, well, that's just the way it is. And, you know, this person's doing something, they're filing something in a court of law that could be potentially, you know, slow me down. No, I didn't worry about that at all. I said, I'm going to solve this shit. I'm going to have the right mentality, the right mindset to be able to go in, find the opportunity, find the solution and create success all around. Now, for me, turning that on, being able to turn that on. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. For me, being able to turn that on at a moment's notice, that is something that I have had to practice probably for the last 15, 20 years. And it's been a slow lesson for me. Trust me, there's times where something like this would have come up and it would have literally wrecked me. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. It would have literally wrecked me for probably a week, maybe two weeks, maybe a month. But now, because I've got that ability to really persevere, to push through, to find the opportunity and go and get yeah. shit done, it's completely changed my life. Brother Mick, what's your thoughts on that, the the, the power of that? What do you think?
1: Uh, you've touched on a number of really key points there, Jamie, is, is being persistent. In business, there's challenges. There will be challenges at every stage of business, whether it's infancy, whether it's your your toddler, teenage years, where you're growing like crazy and you're not sure what's going on. There's there's problems at every stage of business, yeah. but it's being persistent with what you do and where you go going, having that mindset to look for the opportunity, you know, but being persistent with that mindset, it's all good to look at the opportunity today, but then tomorrow another challenge comes along and you're like, Oh, it's just too much. Uh, yeah. It's persistent, being, being persistent with the outcome and looking for that opportunity to step up and take your business to the next level, every step along the way. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a key part of being successful because there is challenges at every stage of business. And if you're not persistent, if this challenge doesn't get you, the next one will. You need to be persistent with the way you, the way you step up, the way you look for opportunities, the way you show up, and and the persistent with the things like your mindset and who you are as a leader.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no question. And that tied into you know kind of where we left off um, last mm-hmm. week. You know we were at the place of having the focus, having the ability to focus on the ultimate outcome, even when the sun isn't shining. Trust me, there was no sun shining this morning. But immediately I turned the sun on because I've got command and control of where that focus is. There would have been a time where I couldn't have done that, right? I'm not embarrassed to admit that at all. There would have been a time where, shit, I'd have probably been off my rocker. It's like, how can this happen to me? But what did I do? I changed it, right? The sun wasn't shining. I turned the sun on. I said, this is such a great thing that this is happening for me because now I have the ability to step up to share the correct information and really, truly make it happen. See, that was the opportunity in this for me to really turn on the sun when the sun wasn't shining. Many people, the prospect of even stepping into a courthouse, it's like, oh, my God. right? It's like this again. And trust me, it was there for a second. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't just everything was perfect. It's like, oh, I get this email. I get this imminent action and everything's wonderful. No, I went to that place. I went to that place of frustration, of anger. But what's great is by training myself over and over and over, finding how to turn on my focus, finding how to actually focus in on what it is that I want, focus in on the opportunity, not the perceived problem. When I focused in on that opportunity, it's like, oh, we got shit to do. And literally, I went, I took action. I didn't wait. I didn't procrastinate. I didn't say, well, this can get done next week. I took some massive, decisive action. I got the team involved. I got the team on it. And man, we're moving forward like at light speed on this now. It's turning into a massive opportunity for us.
1: Absolutely, Jamie you having that ability to focus on what it is, on the outcome, what it is you need to do is a key part of being successful. And don't get me wrong, nobody can focus 100% of the time on whatever it is they want to. But if you're focusing 86% of your time on the things that need to be done, yep. you are going to move forward faster at an incredible speed. If, you've, if you train yourself, be persistent in training yourself to focus your time in blocks, on certain tasks, on certain challenges, on certain, yeah. if, if you have a problem in your business, whatever it is, uh, whether it's not enough leads, if you spent two hours of focus only on that, or you and your team spent two hours of focus only on that, not not distracted by noise and this and that and phones ringing, just two hours on that sole problem, how much would you get done? How much yeah. further would you move forward? Because let's be honest, who here focuses uh, or 100% of their time on one task at a time. Most people are distracted. You know, like we practice this stuff, but most people are distracted throughout the day. Their email pops up, their notification, their Facebook messenger, their their phone rings and it may be a client. But if we can schedule some time to focus on the challenges, focus on the things we need to achieve, focus on the hurdles that we're gonna overcome, look for those opportunities changes in your business will be astronomical astronomical you will just you will go from slowly growing to through the roof because you'll be able to overcome hurdles you will better you'll be more productive and you'll be able to take those giant leaps to where you need to be but yeah. the ability to focus on what it is that you need to achieve is critical for success
0: yeah yeah that is that is it right if you only get one takeaway from this entire show from the entire year that we've been doing these shows really seriously focus in on that, right? Mm. That idea that you can command your focus, command exactly what you want to have, get super clear on those outcomes, the ability to be able to do that over focusing on all the what ifs. Because what do we do? Oh my God, what if this costs me? What if I have to close my business? What if I have to do this? What if I have to do that? How about what if you go and create massive success? What if this is actually an opportunity for me to grow, gain a new skill, Something that maybe I can even begin to now share with my clients so that they can go create immense success for themselves. See, that's the magic. Being able to turn that bad, notice the air quotes for those of you watching, notice the air quotes. If you're listening, same thing. We've got some air quotes here. The bad, we're turning that into the great positive. Everything, every event, good or bad, however we choose to label it, it has a silver lining. It's your duty as a business owner, a business operator to go and find that silver lining. Take these lessons seriously. Take this here. Get solid. Get rock solid on that focus. It'll change your life. It'll change your Ooh. business. Now, the next piece of this, the next piece of this, it, it's kind of continuing on in this same order. It talks about focus, but it's also the certainty in yourself yourself. And in your product or service, Mick. If I came on and you know we've we've worked together, we've done some coaching. And if I was very uncertain in what I shared with you, and I was uncertain in my abilities, or even in the, you know, the ability to actually serve you, would it have had the same effect on you as you know what we've been able to generate over these few years?
1: Absolutely not, Jamie. I would have walked a million miles in the other direction. Yep. Yeah, it certainty is one of the most powerful tools you can have in your tool belt and being you know they say whoever's the most certain wins if you go we've all been to a we've all walked into a, a meeting or a uh yeah let's just say a meeting we've all walked into a meeting and you you've got it set in your mind what the outcome's going to be and you sit in the meeting and all of a sudden you come across the guy on the other side of the room and he absolutely crushes it and you're like yep let's do what he said because he was absolutely certain in the outcome of what he was trying to put forward or whether it was a product or a service or whether it was his his um, his way to solve a problem and everyone, he was absolutely certain. And nine times out of 10, you go with the bloke who's most certain mm-hmm. because that certainty in your product or service, when you go to meet a customer, if you're like, oh, well, I think my electrical services are pretty good and we should be able to solve your problems, they're going to go, this guy's got no idea, yep. see you later you yeah, know, walk in with confidence and certainty that you are the right solution for th- that business. You know, you have absolute certainty in your product or service, whether it's coaching, whether it's a bricks and mortar business, whether it's clothing, whether it's whatever, have absolute certainty that your stuff is good, yep. that you yep. are the right fit for your clients, yep. that you are your product, your service is on point. You know, you've got to have that certainty. Jamie, what, what experiences have you had working with businesses around that certainty in their product or service and what changes when they get that certainty.
0: Look brother without certainty, I'm going to shift the focus to this for a minute and it's in relation to this, but it comes to sales. Okay, I'm going to talk about the sales a little bit here, the sales side of things. When you have the utmost level of certainty in yourself, in your product, the, the results that you can get that you can help clients get through your product or service when you absolutely completely believe that sales is easy. It's when you don't have that certainty, when you're like, well, geez, you know what? I I, I hope this works. I hope this hope isn't a strategy. Hope is not a strategy for creating massive business success. If you've got a product or service and you're not 100 percent certain that it makes a difference, then you need an upgrade on that level of certainty. What can you do? Go practice what you're about to preach. Go create That success with your own, your very own product or service, whatever that might be, go practice it, go get absolutely certain with it so that when it comes time for you to talk about your product or service, your clients or prospective clients are there. They're like, whoa, holy shit, that is going to change my life. That is going to increase my business. That is going to have the massive impact that Jamie, that Mick is telling me that it's going to have. For myself, and, and I remember when I, when I first started out as a Tony Robbins coach, I had this this client and I only had him for one session. And literally, I think he was about my third call as a Tony Robbins coach this years ago. And um, he was talking about you know where he wanted to go, what some of his aspirations were, what some of his goals were. And something must not have come through in my voice in what I was doing as a level of certainty. And he actually transferred out. He transferred to another coach. What was missing from my part? It was that level of certainty, that level of certainty around my expertise, right? And and I'll be honest, I was nervous. Of course I was. This is like my second or third call, right? Here I am working for the man himself, Tony Robbins. I'm taking on Tony's clients. I'm working with all this. And I did have a little bit of that uncertainty. That uncertainty, it cost me. But at the same time, remember, I'm the opportunity guy. I immediately focused on what's the opportunity? What's the opportunity here for you right now, Jamie? Get a hell of a lot more certainty, recognize who you are, recognize what it is that you've done to get to this place where you can actually call yourself a Tony Robbins coach. Now, once I did that, once I got solid on that certainty, I set myself up with that state, knowing that what I did absolutely completely changed lives. Boom, it was a complete total game changer, right now being in my own business, creating massive success for my clients. Yeah, because I believe in it. Because all the things that I'm sharing out there, I've applied, I've learned from some of the world's absolute best. And what it does is it helps to create, helps the clients create that massive success. I get excited about it. I get juice to train it out. Just like I know you are, Mick. You're in the process of of creating some stuff right now. I know you're in the process of creating and I'm excited for it because when you talk to me about it, when you share it with me, it's like, Oh, It's like there's just absolute belief. It's not because, you know, we're we're best of buds, we're brothers, all that sort of thing. It's because the passion and the belief that you have in what you're creating right now, it's like it's going to change lives. It's going to change businesses. It's like next level.
1: Yeah, Jamie, it is. And look, I'm all know I'm super passionate about it, but sharing this stuff out. and And I've said this before. If I knew what I knew now 15 years ago in business, I'd be retired three times. It's... If I can share some of that out and, and get those outcomes for other other businesses, other clients, you know, that's, that's my ultimate outcome is to get that out there and share this and and implement some of the stuff in their businesses to make sure they make the difference and may make massive gains in their businesses. It's, like you say, it's a game changer and absolute certainty, absolute belief that the stuff that I've got works. I know for a fact it works. So it's about implementing that in and getting that out there to, you know, all those clients that want to work with me. So...
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that is wicked exciting. Certainty, rock solid certainty in yourself. Get that belief. If you need help, reach out to Mick. Reach out to myself. I mean, this is something that we have quite literally mastered of how to turn on certainty just like that, just like a light switch. As quick as you can flick that light switch, you can turn on certainty in yourself. And when you've got that certainty, sales becomes ridiculously easy. You don't have to sell. Here's a little secret, right? People don't want to be sold to. People want to buy big, big, big difference in those things. We're not talking sales yet, though, because our next point here, our next point here, another key to absolute business success is the question. And here's the question. I'm reading it off the screen. Are you willing to commit to mastering customer service? Mick, why is customer service so freaking important?
1: It is absolutely critical because I've yet to find a business that doesn't have customers. And if the customers aren't getting the service, you don't have a business (laughs) or not one that's going to stick around for success. That's for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. need to master customer service. You need, it's, I cannot say this again, you need to master customer service. If you're not sure how to do it, learn, reach out to Jamie or I, we can share, you know, ask yourself some simple questions, am I adding enough value to my customers, to my clients? What can I do to make sure they have an amazing experience when they deal with me? What are the two or three things that need to happen to make sure they become raving fans when they interact with me or my business? What is it that would give, you know, you're at a cafe. What is it that's going to make someone come back and tell their friend about how good their coffee was? Is it just the coffee or are there other things that could happen? I was at a I was at a shop here, and I'm going to drop the name. It's called Otto's. It's a, a German-style cafe, fresh food market. They do amazing, amazing food. But it's the little details that are just on point. Every single packet has a is folded with a sticker. Every when they when they call your coffee order, they call they say, "Thank you, Michael. Thank you for the order." Just the little details that make you feel good about buying stuff from them. Every time I come to Townsville, I make sure I go and visit this shop. The food is amazing. The service, it's, it's just everything is on point. And, and they're the little things that make you want to do that extra mile to go there. You want to tell everyone about it. You want to make sure that they experience that customer service. So you need to ask yourself in your business, what is that what are those one or two little things that will make a difference to the experience of my customers of my clients what is that what what are they you know whatever it is just ask the question and start writing it'll you'll be surprised at some of the things that come up ask your customers how could i make this when you deal with me what would give it if i'm a, what am i now at level 8 okay what would make it a 9 or a 10 for when you deal with me oh shit if you did this and this that would make it a 10 bang done, do that like guys you need to master customer service it's critical
0: customer service is the make or break right? customer service is the make or break now an, an, an interesting, interest, i can't even talk right now an interesting thought right and, and our brother martin that's on here he would I, I know he would chime in if he was on here if he was joining us on here but the idea of providing that outstanding customer service without supplicating without going to that place of oh please 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 can i have the sale what is some way or somehow or some tips perhaps mm. that we can balance that to make sure we're never in a supplicating type position whereby we're begging for that sale, yet at the same time still providing a ridiculous outlandish amount of customer service. What's your thoughts on that, Mick?
1: Well, you, I think it comes back to that certainty in your ability yeah. that you can serve and help and, and you're the right solution for, the, for them. So if you have that absolute certainty that you are the right fit, that you are the right solution, and you want to add a ton of value to make sure their experience is amazing, there is no need to sell.
0: Did everyone just you, hear that? Just say it again, Mick.
1: If you're going to, if you know that you got that absolute certainty that you're the right solution for your clients and you want to add a ton of value, you go add that, there is no need to sell. You're the right solution. Here's all the value. They will buy from you, or they won't. But either way, you're the right solution. They'll come back again because of the value you added in the customer service experience. Yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. went to yeah. I went to a shop the other day. Uh, I started brewing beer at home. We went to a homebrew shop. Anyway, this when we first went in there, we went in there had no idea how to brew beer at home. Had a basic, a basic, basic idea. This guy spent an hour with us, gave us all the information we needed and so i bought everything i needed from him i could have bought all of that stuff and saved myself about 150 bucks probably if i bought it all online or more but i didn't care i wanted to buy it all from him because of the amount of value and the amount of information he gave us it was just there was no place else i was going to buy this because of the disproportionate amount of value and the amount of time this guy spent he spent an hour of his time in the shop explaining how all the equipment works and what's the best way to do it and gives just a ton of information he gave us handouts he gave us information he gave us so much stuff i just i can't say enough good things about that shop because of the way the customer experience like i said i can buy it cheaper elsewhere but i don't care i just go there and buy because of the because of the (laughs) the amount of value added in that initial you know we hadn't even bought a cent hadn't even spent one dollar with him and he gave us all this information you know so it was fantastic that's the power of it
0: wow and that's also stepping out of that fear mindset that, oh, my God, if I give too much, if I share too much information, they're just going to take what they've got and they're going to go use it somewhere else. That's a fear mindset. Mm. Right? That's really what that is. If that's your thought process, oh, my God, I, I got to stop sharing. I can't share too much and it's because someone's going to take that away. That's a fear mindset. That's fear coming in to control you. right? Mm. Well, Mick and I, you know, we've been doing the show for over a year now. We've been coming on for the most part every single Friday, doing the show, giving away just absolute gobs of information. And we're going to continue to do it, too, because we're not worried about someone coming and taking and stealing and this and that. Right. It's our duty. Right. When we started this out, when we (laughs) we started this out in the beginning over a year ago now, it was like our duty, our mission, our purpose here is to really share this knowledge with other businesses, whether they spend a penny with us or not. That's not the point. Right. We don't have sponsors, although, hey, we're open to sponsorship. But it's not about (laughs) generating, right? I got to laugh. I got to throw, I got to do a shameless plug for us there. But really quite seriously for us, it's never been about that money or, oh my God, we got to sign people up. The whole purpose of this is just to get out there and sign people up. No, we're out here to give this information. This is common knowledge. What are we doing? We're simply helping you get to that knowledge a lot quicker. I tell you what, there's not a single thing that we have shared. This is a bold statement here. There's not a single thing that we have shared that if you didn't look hard enough, you could go find. What's the unfair advantage that we have is that number one, we believe in this stuff. We know that it can make a radical difference. There's that absolute certainty in service and product. But the other part of it is, well, we truly want to give back. It's our duty. It's, It's our purpose here to be able to share this information. If it makes a change in one person's business or two people's business, we've done our job. Right? Not to mention that we love doing this. We love getting on here. We look forward to this every single week to come on, to get on live, to go make this impact, to really help others out. That's what it's all about for us. right? To us, that's customer service. Whether you buy from Mick, whether you buy from myself, th- th- that's not the point here. The point is, is to get this out, get it to you effectively. So maybe you don't have to experience some of the same grief, some of the same pain in the ass stuff that we did as we grew along our journey.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And that's exactly why. And we had a clear purpose and a clear outcome with it. And that's why we have that absolute certainty is because we know the products work. We know what we're trying to achieve. And it's, As long as we're fulfilling that purpose and that mission, it, for us, the show is is a huge success. And we've got the, you know, persistence and consistency. And all of the things that we've talked about so far is why this show is doing, why we're so consistent, and a year later, we're still putting out a, you know, I would like to think we've done probably 50-odd episodes by now. Yeah. I'd have to count that up, but you know, with not too many shows we've missed. with yeah. The odd break here or there, but consistent for well over a year. So yeah. that's something, you know, we talked about all of this stuff, and we know it works, and having that certainty and that belief and wanting to make sure that your customer has that experience, that's that's the things that drive
0: us, and that's what makes business successful. Absolutely. And, you know, and this ties into the next point here. I'm skipping by one of the points that we had here. But but the question that I have on here is it says, what does it mean for you to go the extra mile? Now, this ties in beautifully with customer service. But instead of explaining it, Mick, how about we give some examples? How about we share some examples in our very own lives where someone, some business, some person, whatever it is, has really, truly gone that extra mile, that extra kilometer for us to really make customer service outstanding? You shared a great one with the beer making. Does anything yeah. else come to mind?
1: yeah there is actually i went to a a bathroom shop here and uh i bought a glass panel for a house that i'm renovating Mm -hmm. uh for the bathroom it was all good his shop was amazing i said hey look this is what i'm looking for he's like yep sweet i have one of those happy days yep beautiful customer service like it was great interaction i said i'm from man isa i've got a ute but you know check the measurements and he said it'll be this long i said oh what's the chances of that breaking he said oh there's a risk okay no problem he goes, I can organise some freight for you to Manizer if you'd like. Yep, no problem. Just hang five. I'll ring up. I'll wait there. I'll make some phone calls. I'll get a price for you immediately. If you just browse the shop, I'll be a few minutes. Wow. Oh, there's a kids club over in the corner there. You can take your two boys that you've got with you over into the kids club and play some games. Oh, fantastic, mate. Thank you. Two minutes later, he comes over. Yep, it's another 80 bucks. We organise freight. It'll be there next Thursday. Yep, perfect. You know, like he could have just let me walk out of that shop with the glass panel mm. and possibly broken it or but he was you know he noted our address was mount isa and he wanted to know how we were getting at home you know like it wasn't about any additional sale or anyone who's got anything to do with parts or freight you don't make any money on freight it's a service providing thing he just literally noted that i was in mount isa asked how i was getting it home because he wanted to make sure that it didn't break getting home you know it was like just little experiences like that make you want to come back He's gone that little bit further. He could have just sold me the product and I walked out. I would have been happy with the product until I got home and it broke. And I was like, well, why wouldn't he say something like, you know. Oh, I would have been disappointed that he didn't say something then about the risk of it breaking and the packaging it was in and, and whatever else. But it's it's those little things. And the brew shop, like he literally gave us an hour of information before we even purchased a single thing. I can't say enough good things about it. Right. And what, what I think is really powerful, that brew shop, they have a mission statement on the wall when you walk in, and it doesn't say anything about selling the most product to the customers. The mission statement is to educate people about the home brewing and uh, making sure they've got all the information they needed to be successful in their brew endeavours or something along those lines. That's what it says. It's all about sharing information to make sure they've got the most educated customers. And that's exactly what they delivered. And that's the power that. of having your mission and your purpose is everybody knows. And that's what gets delivered.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's humongous. Right, I, I, I'm going to stay on the liquor theme here for sure. Uh, there's a winery. There's a local winery here that, um, you know, it was interesting. My, my, my wife and myself, we went out, geez, a little over a year ago. And this was, you know, COVID had just started and stuff. So we had to be careful. We had to watch out and stuff. And we started touring some wines around the, I'm, I'm in Vancouver, so the lower mainland. We just wanted to go some wineries. Just, we had nothing to do. There was nothing going on, right? You couldn't really go out or anything. We wanted to go check out some wineries and see what's what. Well, little did we know that for the most part, you know, you had to actually book appointments and stuff. It really never dawned on us, right? It's like, just go to the winery, you show up, you pay a tasting fee, a tipping fee, you're good to go, right? So so we started going around and, you know, we found a lot of pretentiousness. It's like, oh, you don't have an appointment And and to me, it's like, you know what? Your wine could be great. Your wine could be outstanding. But really, quite seriously, if you're going to treat me like that, it's not something that I want to do business with. But here's where it changes. Here's where the game completely, absolutely, totally changes. Yes, I'm going to use their name. We stopped at a winery here in, in the Lower Man, and they're a very unique winery. In what they do is they, is they break the rules a little bit, and it's absolutely so worth it. Um, rather than using local grapes from from here, from the Okanagan, they actually import their grapes from Napa Valley. They have some really prestigious wineries that they work with, and the wine they make is absolutely outstanding. The name of the winery is it's Cavallo Winery, and they are just absolutely amazing people, amazing team. I've met them all. I've met the owners. And it's always been such a welcoming experience, right? They could have been all, oh, my God, you can't come in. It's COVID. They're like, hey, how you doing? You know, make sure you got a mask on. Make sure you got this. That's like, that's cool. We, we can get behind that. We understand that. But what they did, how they showed us the winner, how they showed us, you know, what they did. They took the time. There were still people coming in. But it's like, hey, let's show you out back. They really made it an experience for us. Mm-hmm. Like they, 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 you know, we're not Mister, you know, Mega Bucks or anything like that. But they treated us like we were millionaires. They appreciated who we are, and it just that has stuck with me ever since. Right mm-hmm. now, it's like we support them fully. They are just an absolutely outstanding, amazing winery, and we're so, you know, so excited to have that connection with them, to have that relationship with them. Right? It changed the game for what customer service is. One more story because I'm I'm on wineries as well. I'm going to go back to. um our um our place where we used to live Cochrane, alberta and there was another place there was called vinestone wines see i'm on the wine thing i love wine but (laughs) vinestone wines and a gentleman's name is adam and talk about amazing customer service we walk in and it's just like i mean there's like hundreds if not thousands of bottles of wine in here it's just like whoa didn't even know where to start he's like, hey guys how you doing just had a conversation with us went through like he took the time there was no rush there was no pressure no nothing Right, so we bought a couple of wines. We left. Here's what made it outstanding, though, is we came back, and it wasn't like a day or two later; it was like a week later or whatever. He walks in, he goes, "Hey guys," he goes, "Yeah, what'd you think of the wine?" And we're like, "You remembered?" Not only that, he remembered what type of wine, what kind of wine we liked. We liked the the the, the bolder wines and all that. It totally blew my mind. See, that's Ooh. customer service when you truly give a shit, when you go that extra mile to really understand what it is your client truly wants. People aren't just numbers. You want to be successful in business, right? You know this. Change the mindset from everyone's just a number, right? We talk about, there's a lot of stuff out there talks about average customer value, right? What's the value of that customer? I'm sorry, I don't subscribe to that. Yeah, I get it. Maybe it's an accounting thing. Maybe it's something like that. But I don't see my clients as dollar bills walking through the door. I see them as people. I see them each as unique, each having their own challenges and opportunities really? to go ahead and grow their business radically. It's a total shift in perception. It's not just dollar bills walking through the, you know, through through the door. It's completely totally different when you get treated like that, when you get treated special. When you get made to feel like you're something, you will never go anywhere else. Trust me, Cavallo Winery, yeah, th- that's our jam. Right? If we were still in Alberta, we'd be going to Vinestone. I wouldn't care where we were. We'd have the wine shipped. Unfortunately, mm. we can't because there's interprovincial rules. We can't get Adam to ship us wine. Otherwise, we would. Adam, if you're watching, we, we totally would, brother. But be, <laughs> And it's because of that amazing customer service. Like It literally blew my mind. That's just one example. He did tons of other things for us that was just like, wow, the level of appreciation through the roof.
1: Mm. Yeah, look and we could rabbit on about customer service and how those little things change the game but it's it's absolutely are you willing to go the extra mile to do those little things to make sure that your customer gets experience that's the difference between a super successful business and one that just is average or one that doesn't survive it's one of the one of the 1% that doesn't make 10 years or one of the 4% that doesn't last 5 it's that's the difference are you willing to go the extra mile for the customer service to make sure that they get the outcomes that they need and and beyond that's the thing Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. next on the list we skipped one yep which was we talk about scaling the business and being successful do you have a budget to invest in your business growth are you going to reinvest your profits into the business are you going to build a war chest so that you've got a backing to be able to launch your business to where it needs to be that's the when we start to get into uh, growing your business, the reality is you need to be able to reinvest the profits. You need to be able to build a war chest to be able to sustain that growth to make sure you can get to where you're going to go. If you're just there to take the money out, you're not going to grow your business. It's not going to be successful. You have to reinvest into your business to grow it to where it needs to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's huge, right? It, w- whether it's taking a little bit, I remember when when I first started out in business years and years and years ago, and One of the things that I'd paid attention to is all the people who were getting audited by, you know, Canada Revenue Agency, the IRS, Australian income tax and all this. All these people getting audited and having to pay all this tons and tons. And I didn't get it. See, to me, it made sense. Whatever you're taking in, go ahead, throw 30 percent aside. Just take 30 percent, stick it somewhere, stick it in account, save it up, whether it's for taxes, whether it's for whatever. Just go and do. Don't even think about it. Right. I've followed that principle and because of that, because we save, because we you know, really truly take care of the business and begin to build that war chest, right? And it stays in the business. The business is its own entity, right? When you go ahead and you do that, you set yourself up for success for when challenges come up for when things come mm-hmm. or maybe you want to do a great big advertising blitz rather than going and maxing out the credit cards. And it's like, Oh, I got I gotta go spend all this money. You can tap into that war chest, Utilize that and grow the brand big time. See, if you're not doing that in your business, you're going to be one of those people that ends up having those conversations with Canada Revenue, IRS, Australian income tax, whatever it is, right? You're going to be in that position where you're having those conversations. Instead of doing that, though, begin to build that war chest. Begin to set aside. If you're like, seriously, if you're not doing that, even if you're just starting out, even if you are that that solopreneur, take some money and set it aside. I get it. Times can be tough when you're starting out. It can be it can be a grind to really grow it out. Trust me, when you put that money aside, you'll be so glad that you did, even if it's just a little bit. Begin to save it. Begin to build that war chest so that when you do want to make those big leaps forward, when you want to invest in something, you've got it there, and it's not a stretch for you. What's your thoughts on that, Mick?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. And start how you how you intend to finish. Oh, yeah. well, I'm just starting out. I'll just take all the money now, and then two years down the track, you. Fall into a trap. You haven't been putting aside. You've got no money for growth. You get a huge tax bill and you're in trouble. Start how you begin to finish. If, if the government imposed a 20 or 30 percent tax on you right now, what would you do? Mm-hmm. You'd pay it. Yeah. How would you survive? You'd work out a way. Yeah. So impose a, impose a tax on yourself to build a war chest to put this money aside to you know use that for your taxes use it for everything that might come up, but put it aside imposes a self-imposed tax that's not negotiable because yeah. i know the honest truth if the government imposed a 30% tax on you tomorrow you'd bitch and moan about it but guess mm-hmm. what you'd still yeah. pay it
0: yeah you'd and find a way
1: to you'd, you'd find a way to make ends meet to do the rest of it yeah
0: yeah absolutely and it's simple to do it's right, simple. It's just it's making the decision and going ahead and doing it. See, myself, when I start to think about Canada Revenue Agency stuff, I get a little bit excited about it because hear this. Please really hear this. If you're paying taxes, you're making money. If you're paying taxes, you're making money instead of it being a bad thing. And yes, I get it. We want to minimize taxes. Make no mistake. I, I love to minimize taxes as much as we can. But I'll tell you what, if you're actually having to pay tax, that's a sign that you're making money. Maybe change the meaning behind it, right? If you don't have the money, that's on you. Quite Mm -hmm. seriously, I'm going to call people out. If you haven't set that money aside, if you don't have that aside, that's on you. Change the game, change it all. Go ahead, put that money aside and set yourself up for future success. You'll be glad you did. Absolutely.
1: You know, this is not a finance show or a a wealth structure creation thing, but dead set, do one simple thing, just Put 30% of your revenue aside, yeah. Every week, every month, every year, yeah. Use it for your taxes. Use it; it'll change the structure of your business.
0: Yeah, yeah. And in the event you don't need it, great. Reinvest it back in, or God forbid, pay yourself. I know, man. I I, I know that idea might seem a little bit foreign and stuff. Well, I've got to put everything back into the business. But well, what if you started paying yourself a little bit? Right, you deserve it. You're the business owner, business operator. You've put in the blood, sweat, and tears to make it happen. This is about you recognizing the work that you've done for yourself. I'm not saying take all the profits out of the business. I'm definitely not saying that. When you get to the end of the year, once the taxes are paid, and you get that opportunity to take a look at it, if you haven't been paying yourself monthly or whatever, and you find that there's some extra, what's the best place for me to invest this money into? Do I save it? Do I keep saving it? Do I actually give myself a little bit? Or, you know, do I invest it into some advertising? Do I invest it into expansion, new location? Where does it go? Where are you putting it there? That's the beauty of taking that money and setting it aside. It'll change the game.
1: Absolutely. And look, this moves us on to the next topic. We touched on it before about selling and sales. And another part of this is being able to say no and set the standards for contact. You know, if our buddy Martin was on the show, you know it's okay to say no to a client if they're not the right client for you. Yeah. Yeah. Setting those standards. People say, "Can you help me with this?" All too often in business, you know, and I've been a huge, uh, I've fallen to this prey many times, is saying yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to serve my clients. Can you do this? Yeah, yeah, we can sort that out for you. Yep. But being able to say no and being confident in what you can and can't deliver and mm-hmm. And just being able to say no and say, set the the standard of that contract. If there's a client that comes along, yeah, they can make you some money, but they're not the right client for you. You're not the right product for them and you know it. Just say no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Look, it's that idea of, oh, I'm a jack of all trades. But here's the thing with the jack of all trades. Typically, if you are a jack of all trades, you're the master of none. Okay. Not the master of one. We want to be the master of one. We want to get behind that and do what we do really well. It's the whole general practitioner versus surgeon analogy, right? Yep. What does a general practitioner make? I don't know. Average got to be a couple hundred grand a year. Surgeon, we're talking seven, 800 grand a year. Are you going to be the general practitioner, the jack of all trades in what you do, serving everyone at 10%? Or do you want to get those key clients where you can serve them at 98, 99, or even 100%, blow their minds, help them get radical success, and be rewarded for that appropriately? See, to me, it makes sense to hone those skills. It's why I don't do relationship coaching. Right? I have someone as a part of my team. She's amazing. Big shout out to Emmy. Right? Big shout out because she's an absolute rock star in this. I don't do relationships. It's not my jam. It's not where I want to be. Right? For me, it's business. I have such... Uh, Just an absolute, an insane passion. So when someone comes along like, Jamie, can you coach me on this? Or can you do this? Or can you, you know, help me? Unless it fits my absolute niche, my niche, unless it's right there, I'm going to say no. Because I don't want to do that person a disservice. I don't want to be chasing the money. Because if you're saying yes to everything, what are you doing? Oh my God, yes, I hope this person can pay me. Right? There's lots of stuff that I've said no to. I've said no to tons of business because it's not congruent with where I'm going. Right? Does the does the brain surgeon go look at your toe fungus? No, brain surgeon doesn't go look at your toe fungus. Right? You've got the foot doctor to go do that for you. The brain surgeon, the brain surgeon sticks to that brain surgery.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And when you go to the brain surgeon, you say, "I've got a problem with my foot." They say you're at the wrong place. Yep. And here's a here's the card of someone who's good at feet. Yep. That's adding the value to the customer rather than just say no and send them away you say that's not something i offer but here's someone I here's someone that i've dealt yeah. with before that's been good or here's someone i recommend or yeah. you know, pass them on to someone else that having that ability to not be desperate for the sale to be certain in what you offer and that you are the right solution for your customers but yeah. knowing who your customers are and being able to say no and set that standard at the start no that's not what i do this is what i do that that's extremely powerful it doesn't matter whether you're an electrician or you are a builder or you are a coach a a coffee shop or a clothing store it doesn't matter you know if if you sell men's young men's clothing that like this type of fashion you get a 60 year old dude walk in looking for a a check shirt and say oh hey i'm looking for a check shirt you could start stocking check shirts to serve that one guy. You could say, Oh, look, we don't sell check shirts, but there's a really cool men's shop just down the road that yeah. sells check shirts. Yep. You could run down there and buy a check shirt and come back and say, oh, Is this the check shirt you're after? Or you could just add value to them and not be desperate for the sale and say, Hey, there's a cool shop down there. You can go buy it from there. This is the sort of stuff we offer. Oh, yeah. you know who your customers are. You know what they are. It's, it's about. Delivering for your clients in your niche or what you're good at or what it is your product specializes in. Big time.
0: Big time. We have more, but I think we've run out of time for our show today. Guess what? That's going to mean we're just going to have to do a part three. We're just going to have to get into a part three because there's so much we've got to share on really asking that question Do you have what it takes to be successful in your business? Ask yourself these questions, give yourself a gift, really listen to this align yourself with some of the topics or all the topics that we're sharing with you here today because it's going to make a massive, massive, massive difference. It's up to you. Your success is there. Will you choose to take it? Why don't we find out what's left in part three of do you have what it takes to be successful in business? With that said, Mick, any last thoughts?
1: Uh, Look, guys, like we said, align with the topics. Do the work. We know this stuff works. If you want to be successful, follow the steps. It's quite... You know success leaves clues. We've picked up those clues and we're telling you what they are right now. so, so jump on, take advantage of the information we're giving you and be successful. Have a fantastic weekend everyone, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.